For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best selling, marketing, and business building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Hey, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show, episode 61. Last week, we were talking about TikTok, 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 how we manage our time. And I loved all the comments. Thank you. You know, never enough comments, by the way. So give me more comments on my YouTube channel. Give me more comments on Facebook. Let me know how I can serve you best. Today, I want to sort of further the conversation of time and really start to look at one of the hottest trends that's happening in the real estate industry right now. And that is, as I wrote down, the future, oh, a the now of real estate is total team domination. There's anywhere between 35 to 50,000 teams, depending upon how we categorize them today in the US. And my hallucination is that we will have over 100,000 teams in the next three years. Why? Simply put, a team always outserves or outperforms an individual. It's just that simple. The minutia involved in the real estate business or any business for that matter is so immense today. The paperwork, the marketing, the transaction management, the people management, there's so much going on that trying to do it all on your own is nearly impossible. Certainly, it's impossible if you wanna perform at a really high level and have a life by design. So I wanna talk to you today about the four different types of teams, the three different leadership types, and then a whole series of solutions. And I've got a little bonus for you, a little manual of about 85 pages, which I'm gonna hope that you take the time to read and digest so you can make better decisions about how you wanna run your business. So let's get into it, you ready? I was asked once, what are the different types of teams you're seeing right now around the world? The first type of team I refer to is the illegitimate team. And the, the way I use illegitimate, if you actually saw the slide I use, it's a whole bunch of clowns all together and it just says illegitimate team. And I, I mean that to be controversial. I mean it to be a little funny. I want people to be like, oh my goodness, clowns, what's he talking about? Well, here's what I mean. When a whole bunch of people get together and they're all similar and they're like, let's form a team and we're all salespeople and this is gonna be awesome and I know why you're doing it. You, you think if we put three or four salespeople together on a team, but there's no back end behind you, there's no operations behind you, there's no process behind you. You actually think that that's a marketing degree of separation, but it's not a service degree of separation. It's not a serve the customer better. It's only for you to be able to think you can get more business. I get it. To me, I see him out there, but it's not really a team. If there's no back end operations, there is no team in my opinion. So the illegitimate team is a bunch of salespeople that get together and say, let's just form a group and we'll go market ourselves together. And you know, three for the price of one, yada, yada. I get it but no bueno in my world. Number two is the family business. Without a doubt, that's the biggest um, segment of teams right now in the real estate business. And of course it makes sense, right? I get into this business, there's so much going on. I get my spouse to join me. Now I've got the two of us working together. I've got a kid, I put him through high school, then through college. Now they're, you know, they're living in the basement and they've, you know, they've got $100,000 in debt. Screw it, I'll make them my buyer's agent, right? The challenge with that family business is multifold. First of all, you know, it's hard to sit around the dining room table and say, hey, how was your day? Oh, that's right, we spent the entire day together. How was your day? Oh, that's right, we were fighting over an escrow together. That's not a really healthy relationship. And the reasons why is we don't identify who's gonna wear what hat. 
So what happens is we're all trying to do all the same stuff together, jockeying and fighting for position, and that's not good. The scarier part though, and you know it of a family business, especially if you have one, is when the family business, when you guys go on vacation, the entire business goes away. And that's really bad, creating a lot of chaos. So, so I get it, there's a lot of them out there. I've got some solutions for you today, but just know in my opinion, again, if there's no operator in that family business, no hub who's running the back end, allowing the salespeople to go perform at their best and do what they do best, to me, that's not a good business. The third type, I call them the hero and the minions. And again, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be rude in any way, shape or form. Think about it like this. I see these rock star agents that are incredible at what they do but they're also incredible control freaks. They, they go through assistance like this, you know, they turn over all the time. They can't keep salespeople on their team. They can't keep anybody on their team. And, and I get it, people are like, oh, they're egotistical. And I say, no, 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 actually put yourself in their shoes. They're selling a lot of homes. They're trying to serve a lot of customers. Um, by nature, because of default, because of, you know, uh, upsets and, and, and being dissatisfied with what people are doing, they think they can do it better. They think they can do everything faster. So I give the project to Sarah, but then I do the work for her. I say, Taz, will you make this phone call for me? Oh no, I'll just make it for you, right? That type of personality, if you really look at it, it's just they've been burned so many times in the past that they, they almost have to become this egocentric control freak who wants to do everything. The challenge is they also burn out. The only time they take time off is when they get pneumonia. You with me? Like they, they're near death. That's their day off because they're such control freaks and they never understood that leadership is about empowering the team around you to do more, to serve more, so the greater good serves more customers and, and you win, like that's why we do it. So again, you know, this is a big segment of teams that are out there and if you're watching and you're one of them, you, hero and minions, I love you, I'm sorry, you can change. It's okay, you can change. Look at number four, the team builder. The team builder, now this is where it's at today. This is where a smart individual says, you know what? I'm really good at sales and I'm not really good at backend. Or they even say, I'm really good at buyers, but I'm not good at listings. Or I'm good at listings and I'm not good at buyers. I'm gonna do what I'm absolutely the best at. Then I'm gonna find experts around me who are really good at what they do and together we can explode and serve more customers and do it the right way. You see, we're in this evolution right now where people are finally figuring out there's just too many things to be done in the real estate space and we're gonna talk about it in a minute and you can't do them all and do them all at a high level and maintain high levels of productivity. Instead, you go like this. Um, I got nothing going on. Market, 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 call, 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 generate a couple deals, get an escrow going, babysit it, babysit it, and then make the money and then start the whole process over again. And we have two to three or four productivity cycles a year. The moment you get a team, now all of a sudden you're doing what you do best, Taz is doing what he does best, Sarah's doing what she does best, Tom's doing what they do best, and ultimately working in unison, we serve more customers. That's what team builders are doing today. Now, I would just ask you to think, if you have a team or you know teams, can you just acknowledge a few of those teams, maybe in your office, maybe in your marketplace, you know these people, they're good people, and there's no wrong way to do it. I'm just trying to give you some categories to identify and then decide if you're thinking about building a team and being a part of this big trend, what type of team do you want to build? How do you want to do it? Now, consider the following. There's three different types of leaders as well. 
I refer to them as the artist, the operator, and the entrepreneur. And every time I do a seminar, I was in uh, Chicago a couple weeks ago, and I said, um, there's three different types. Which one are you? Raise your hands if you're an artist, and no hands go up. Raise your hands if you're an operator. No hands go up. Raise your hands if you're an entrepreneur. Everybody you know, puts their hand up. And I say, okay, I get it. Like, we all want to be Shark Tank, entrepreneur, Elon Musk, and I get it. Um, understand, I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. That's why you're in this business, right? You raised your hand and said, I'm gonna be an independent contractor, build my thing, and if I make it, it's on me, and if I fail, it's on me. That is the entrepreneurial spirit. With that said, every entrepreneur slants one of two different directions either the artist or the operator. The operator is very simple. They love checklists, they love process, they love systems, they love details, and they geek out on numbers. And like, if they were married, they call their spouse and say, honey, I'm coming home tonight and I'm bringing the spreadsheet. Let's go through it together. It's gonna be awesome, right? And if you're watching this thinking, oh my God, if my spouse called me and said, I'm bringing home the spreadsheet and you're throwing up in your mouth, you're an artist. Artists, on the other hand, it's very simple. You ready? My team is totally dying in the background. I love it. Um, we need a second camera on you guys. That would be really good. Um, the second person, though, is that artist, which, by the way, is the vast majority of the people that get in the business. And I don't, I don't say this as any other way than to kind of help understand, like, who these people are. Ready? high energy, very qualitative, emotional. How's the market? Oh, let me tell you how I'm feeling. Let me tell you what I'm sensing in the market. Like they don't look at data. They don't look at numbers. They don't look at analytics. It's all gut for them. It's all emotion. This is how I feel based on the last call I got, the last lead I got. If they get, if their phone goes ding and it's a hot lead, they're like, the market's incredible. If they look at their phone and no one's ever emailing, the market sucks. Do you know people like that? They have five different CRMs, but don't know or, or use any of them. Uh, they're always starting new projects and they never finish anything. They never finish anything. Does this sound remotely familiar? Now, if that's you, congratulations. Guess who makes all the money in our business? Artists. Artists make all the money when they get an operator. You see, the operators allow you and I as artists to express ourselves into the marketplace and do it with data, analytics, and math. You see, business is math, right? A hundred leads come in, I should convert five of them. If every lead cost me $10, I spent this much, and my cost per lead, my cost per point, my cost per sale, and you're like, ooh, you're getting a little ahead of me here, right? I get it, artist. But see, that operator-artist connection, that's when you really start to make a lot of money in this business. So let's talk about it, ready? I said to you, the future or the now of real estate